Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 107, how podcasting breaks in frequency affect your subscribers. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is a how-to podcast about podcasting and using Audacity. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And this episode is brought to you in part by GoToMeeting with HD Faces. More on that in a couple moments. Christmas time is coming up, and Christmas is an international holiday. But there are many American holidays that we celebrate, and in general, podcasting tends to appeal to an American audience. Now, that's not completely true, but in general, most podcasts probably get their largest number of subscribers from the American audience downloaders, except maybe some European podcasts and especially foreign language podcasts. But most of them out there and most of you probably have your largest audience from Americans. So there are certain holidays and situations that may come up where you may decide not to podcast or the holiday may get in the way of your podcasting, or you may find that you need to take a break. I'll be talking about several situations today in this episode about what should you do to handle these breaks. We'll talk about planned holidays, about an unforeseen break, about a temporary hiatus, about pod fading, and then on the flip side of all of that, I'll give you some cautions about posting episodes too frequently for your podcast. So that will be our conversation for today of things that we will discuss in this episode. And you can get the show notes for episode 107 over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 107. And also subscribe over there if you aren't subscribed already, and you can leave ratings and reviews in iTunes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes. Thanks to the people who have recently reviewed my show and my other podcasts as well. But before I get into our content for this episode, I want to tell you about my sponsor, GoToMeeting by Citrix. This is the holiday season with Christmas coming up, and businesses are essential for getting ideas together and discussing things, making plans and finalizing things. But with the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, all of this, and just bad weather and people getting sick and all of this, it can be really hard to get people together in the same room to discuss these things that really need to be discussed. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting from Citrix. It's super easy and yet super powerful so that you can have those important meetings with clients, colleagues, and coworkers no matter where they are. Even if you are the one homesick and you really need to host this meeting with these important people, GoToMeeting is a great way to do that because you can even have the HD camera. You can have that on or off. You have that choice of doing it. People can join your meeting through a phone. You can even host a meeting on your iPad so you can stay in bed and host an online meeting with an international group through GoToMeeting with HD Faces. And the HD video conferencing that's built into it is just fantastic as well. I love GoToMeeting because it's super easy for me and for my participants. I use it a lot with even book clubs and meeting with people and it's fantastic. Screen sharing and so much more. So, 
you can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Remember, use the promo code PODCAST. GoToMeeting. Meeting is believing. And thank you, Citrix, for your support. So now let's talk about how you can handle different kinds of breaks in your podcast and what you need to keep in mind for if you're podcasting and have to take a break, plan to take a break, or whatever. So we'll first talk about planned holidays. Like I said, podcasting typically appeals to an American audience, but that's not exclusive to an American audience. So when a holiday is approaching, don't just assume your audience knows that a holiday is coming or that they even observe the holiday. Even if they're Americans, they may not observe American holidays or international people may not know about these American holidays or when they are or such. You might say, hey, I'm taking Independence Day off. Well, that might mean something different to one country than to another. So holidays like Independence Day, Memorial Day, Labor Day, And even Thanksgiving are very American holidays, but other countries will have similar holidays, just not necessarily the same date. So when a holiday is coming up, definitely let your audience know about it. And I do actually recommend that you take the holiday off because this will be less stress for you and it can affect your listeners positively if you take the holiday off because here are a few things to consider. Your subscribers, whether they be listeners or viewers, often take trips on these holidays too if they celebrate them. And if they're on a trip, they may not be able to download your episode. They may not be able to listen to your episode while they're on their trip. Now, it is great if you can release your episode before a holiday, just on your normal schedule. And then if they're behind in their podcast, this gives them an opportunity to catch up. Maybe they have uh, an airline flight or a car trip, bus trip, train trip, whatever, Uh, anything like that can give them an opportunity to listen to episodes, but it might not be very easy for them to download. And I would say that most likely your listeners will not, or viewers, will not be able to consume your podcast during a holiday or while they're vacationing. I always see my stats drop on holidays. Thanksgiving Day was the lowest statistical number for all of my podcasts. Website visitors, podcast downloads, everything was down on Thanksgiving Day. And really, that's a good reason. Thanksgiving is a great day to not be listening to a podcast. It's a great day to be doing things with people, enjoying those relationships. So I don't mind that. I totally understand that it's a down day. But if you release a podcast episode normally on a Wednesday or Thursday or a Friday, then that episode might not get listened to when you hope, especially if it's timeless content or time-sensitive content, then it might have a problem with your listeners won't hear it in time if you release it on a holiday or real close to a holiday. Second thing to consider is When your subscribers return from their vacation, they are often behind in their podcast consumption. So when they look and they see several episodes, they may decide to skip old episodes or may decide to just wipe the slate clean and start over with whatever your next episode is. I've done this many times. I know just looking at the stats in the past, I've seen that it seems listeners do this too. So consider 
letting them have that break so that they can catch up on your podcast. And uh, third thing to consider is some podcast programs only download the latest episode from your feed. So if you have two episodes released at around the same time, or maybe it's a week apart, but one of those episodes was released during a holiday, so your audience comes back and they see there are two episodes in the feed, or their podcast program will see two episodes in the feed, it will only download the most recent one and not download the previous one. That's the default behavior of iTunes. And I'll address that a little bit more in a moment too. But giving people this chance of taking a break on a holiday means that they might not skip an episode accidentally or intentionally. And even if your audience doesn't take this break or if they don't celebrate the holiday, An occasional break in your podcast or someone else's podcast is often a really nice thing because it gives listeners and viewers a chance to catch up on the podcasts that they consume. Now, this doesn't apply for everyone because certainly there are many people out there who subscribe to just one or two podcasts and that's it. But there are also many people like myself and I subscribe to, I think, 80 different podcasts Some of them have pod faded, but I'm staying subscribed to them. I'll mention that in a moment. Some of them have episodes once a month. Some do once a week. Some are actually daily, which I easily fall behind on those. So when a podcast says that they're going to take a break, many times I actually say in my mind, thank you. This means I can catch up on these other podcasts I've been wanting to listen to or watch because my video podcasts that I watch are always the last thing, or usually the last thing that I catch up on. So the break is nice for me to be able to consume everything else I'm watching, and it might be the same for your audience as well. So don't assume that that your audience knows when the holiday is, or what the holiday is, or that it's a holiday. So explain that to them. It doesn't have to be a full explanation of here's why we have this holiday and anything like that, but you could just say, Next week is Independence Day in America, and I'm going to take this holiday off. It's a common holiday in America, so I'm going to take this off. And if you're in America or you have this chance to celebrate independence, then I hope you'll take it, and I'll be back the week after that. It could be something simple like that, or you could let people know that something different will be going on that week. Maybe you'll have a special theme about that episode, about that kind of content or the holiday. So this really helps your international listeners too. So they don't just think, okay, whatever. And also consider what will the episode sound like after the holiday is passed? Does it really matter if you tell people I'm skipping next week, but they hear you five weeks later? That doesn't really matter. But so that's why you shouldn't just say I'm skipping next week, but let them know I'm skipping such and such date or There's going to be a delay because of this holiday or something. And then once that podcast or once that holiday is passed, then they're back on track. So planned holidays are one thing to consider. Also, consider those unforeseen breaks. Life sometimes prevents us from podcasting, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I really think that if you're trying to balance life and podcasting, 
then life should always be more important than your podcast. But sometimes life prevents you from podcasting. It could be an emergency. It could just be you're not feeling well. It could be you don't have content or there could be a myriad of reasons why you don't podcast on a particular week. And if you usually publish on a consistent schedule, even if it's just a particular day of the week, like the Audacity to Podcast, as you probably know, usually comes out Monday evening. Actually, I would say it always comes out sometime Monday afternoon or Monday evening. Similar things with my other podcasts. I don't have a specific time that they come out, but they do come out on a certain day. So if you do publish in any way at all consistent, then there are four different ways that you could approach this. One is you could podcast a previously recorded timeless fallback episode. This would be some kind of episode that you have on hand that still provides great content, but it's very timeless. So you don't end the episode. You don't at all say anything like next week or last week or last episode or anything like that. You may not even give an episode number. Like you may not say show notes for this episode of the Audacity to Podcast are at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 107. You may not even say that. You may might not say anything that ties it to a specific placement in your timeline or a specific date, but it's still great content that you've pre-recorded, and then this can be your backup, that you release this episode when you're not able to um, release something else. And my friend Dave Jackson, and I see uh, Sergeant Fred Castaneda in the chat room is pointing this out too, Dave Jackson from schoolofpodcasting.com points this out a lot. He says, always have something like evergreen content or something on reserve that if ever you can't podcast, you can still release something out there in your feed and your listeners will enjoy that. So consider something that is fresh content that you haven't released before or a different approach, something like that, something that you're not going to die if you don't release that episode, but something that can then sit in case You'll die if you release an episode. Something as a fallback, evergreen content, timeless, something that you can fall back to and post. Or second thing you could consider doing is release just an announcement episode. This could be just letting your subscribers know that there won't be an episode that particular week or that day or however long your break is going to be. But keep in mind, once that break is gone, Go back and delete that episode because if that break is now two weeks past, then your listeners really don't care that you're going to take a two-week break when you've already taken the two-week break. So you can go back and delete that old episode. But your message could be something as simple as uh, it could be some kind of pre-recorded message that you use anytime you have to take an unforeseen break. That way you have less work involved. So you might be able to just say, hey, we're unable to release an episode this week. Please check back next week for our next episode of whatever the name of your podcast is. It could be something like that, and then you just reuse that any time that you're not able to release an episode. Or you could have something very specific, like you might say, my cat vomited on my podcast gear this week, so we can't release an episode until we get this stuff replaced, and we hope it'll be a week or two, but keep watching the website until we can get this replaced and we hope to be back soon. Please keep your cats away from your podcast equipment. 
You could do something like that. And people would know then that unforeseen problem, you'll be back as soon as you can, but not to keep pestering you for episodes. The most important thing, though, is to let your audience know that there won't be an episode and when they can hope for an episode to return. Because if they don't know, then they might start asking you, hey, where's this episode? And I'll mention that more in a moment. So third thing you could do is rehash some old content. If you've got a lot of episodes out there, like 100 episodes or maybe even 50 or more episodes, certainly if you've got somewhere around 200 episodes or more, it's very likely that your audience has forgotten some of your old content or maybe they've never heard it at all. You might have an audience that has heard your last 50 episodes, but not your last 100 episodes. So you could repost something, an old episode. Now, if you do, I recommend that in your episode title, you put in there something like repost or rerun or something like that. So people know that it's an old episode just repeated. But this can be great, especially if it's timeless content. I've considered re-releasing previous episodes. Well, not re-releasing previous episodes, but recovering previous topics like how to use iTunes to make MP3s. I've thought about redoing that or how to use Chris's dynamic compressor since that was a long time ago since I talked about that and I've learned new things since then. It's uh, Some things have gotten better and some things gotten worse since then. So different situations, different knowledge. I could reapproach that. But in your case, maybe you don't want to reapproach the topic but just rehash an old episode. Another way that you could do this instead of reposting the entire old episode is you could have a kind of best of compilation where you, if your episode is made up of stories, for example, then you could have your uh, fill-in episode would be those a couple stories like this is from episode five this is from episode 20 this is from or something like that the favorites the best of selection anything like that excerpts from your previous episode so people will still have something to enjoy that they might not have heard this kind of stuff can also be great for encouraging people to go back to those episodes so tell them where those that content came from so that they can jump back to it so you can say Now, here's a story that we told in episode 10. You can hear the full episode back at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 10 or whatever your podcast is. So you could rehash your old content. The fourth thing that you could do is, well, do nothing. And the consequence of this is you might leave your subscribers wondering. I'm a big fan of this idea of not making people think think. There's a great book out there for web design called Don't Make Me Think. I read it recently, got to talk with the author even of the book, and it's a really good approach to making sure that stuff is logical, reasonable, and does not inconvenience your listeners in some way. Don't make them have to do something to get your content. Don't make them have to search anywhere. I mentioned this recently in the Podcasters Roundtable when we were talking about pet peeves. One of my pet peeves is when a podcaster asks their audience to do something that their audience shouldn't have to do or shouldn't have to be involved. Big example of this uh, is find me or search for me in iTunes or search for the show notes for episode 107 over at theaudacitypodcast.com. Now, I don't like asking people to search for anything. I want to give you a direct link 
or a place where you can get that direct link. So you know, I don't say search for me in iTunes, search for Daniel J. Lewis, or search for the Audacity to Podcast in iTunes. No, I just give you a direct link. The audacitypodcast.com slash iTunes takes you straight there. So anyway, you don't want convenience with your listeners. And not doing anything, if you have an unforeseen, unexpected break, can inconvenience your listeners. I've actually had a couple different listeners tell me that they were trying all kinds of things to fix their iTunes because their iTunes would not download the latest episode of my podcast. And I didn't release an episode of my podcast at that time. So they were trying all these things to download an episode that wasn't there. Instead, I could have released something to say there's no episode and then they'd know that then they wouldn't have to worry. They wouldn't email me asking, hey, where's the episode? Anything like that. They just know, oh, okay, no episode this week. Okay. So you could take any of these different approaches for your unforeseen breaks. But the important thing is, do have a plan ahead of time of what you're going to do if you have to take a break. Whether it's unforeseen because of emergency, your equipment dies, something blows up, or if you just are sick and unable to release an episode and you need to come back later. Or you just need the day off. Sometimes a blog post or a tweet or a Facebook status, I would say almost all the time, that's not good enough. Because your podcast listeners or viewers are listeners or viewers to your podcast. They may not necessarily subscribe to your podcast. Um, your website, I mean, or follow you on Twitter. And Twitter is very, very at the moment kind of thing. So if people aren't watching Twitter right at that moment, then they won't realize that you tweeted saying no episode this week or no episode today or anything like that. This has happened to me several times for when I do these podcasts live. Like I do the Audacity podcast live on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's GMT minus five over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash live. And if I, for some reason, skip a schedule or skip something, I'll tweet about it. But then I also try to go over to the live page and let people know on that page, there's no episode today and maybe give a reason or just tell them I'll be back or it will be posted later today, can't record it live, anything like that. That way, where they are already going and expecting content to be, there's an announcement there letting them know that there's no content Otherwise, they have to search for where it is. So if I don't release an episode, and I don't tell you in the podcast feed that I'm not releasing an episode, you might have to dig through Facebook, through email, through Twitter, through Google+, through MySpace, through whatever, to try and find out, did he announce that there wouldn't be an episode? Instead, if I release an episode, even just a short one, to say there won't be an episode, then you know, then you don't have to search for it, then you don't have to wonder about whether an episode will be coming out. So that's about your unforeseen or unexpected breaks. But then there is also something you may face in podcasting where you decide to take a temporary hiatus. And this is usually planned. And this could be for multiple reasons. Like if you have a TV show fan podcast, there might not be any episodes to talk about. Like for our Once Upon a Time podcast over at oncepodcast.com, Once Upon a Time is now on hiatus, a winter hiatus, and they also go on hiatus over summertime, so no new episodes. So 
our podcast schedule changes. We don't go on a complete hiatus, but we do change our podcast schedule. Some podcasters will decide to go on a hiatus because they only talk about whatever the latest episode was. So if there aren't new episodes, then there's no need to podcast. And that's perfectly all right, too. I would say consider releasing content during a hiatus, but that's totally up to you and what you think would be best for your listeners. You may also have a podcast that follows a seasonal format, kind of like a TV show does, and it takes breaks between these seasons. A great example of this is the Boag World podcast. It's a web design podcast I listen to over at boagworld.com, and they've switched to this seasonal approach. So that season, the current season that they're in, which I think they call season four, is very much about web apps that help web designers, web developers, and website owners. It's a great season. They are making this series, basically, to focus on a, have episodes on a particular theme. That's their season. So when they finish that, they'll take a break for who knows how long. They'll, they might announce how long that break will be. They'll take a break, then come back a couple months later with a new season, new style of content, and they may even reapproach some of that old content, but from a different perspective. Or your podcast could be tied to a particular season due to weather or current events. For example, maybe you have a gardening podcast and it might not be so easy to podcast during wintertime because most people don't do much gardening in the ice and snow. Now, then again, you could consider switching to indoor gardening or what can you do during winter that will prepare for great gardens in summertime or springtime or all of that stuff. So there's still plenty of off-season content you could consider. Maybe you have a podcast that's related to an annual event like the elections or a conference or a particular holiday or anything like that. So when it's not near that conference or that particular event, then you take a temporary hiatus until people will be back before the next holiday or whatever it is and then that way people know that this is temporary it's planned you will be back again later whatever the case if you have some kind of hiatus for whatever reason i do recommend you post an announcement on your website as well as let people know in your podcast episodes before it comes up especially in the last episode at least in the last episode but before it comes up let people know We're going to be taking three months off after episode 27, and then we'll be back with season two or anything like that. And on your website, have some kind of announcement saying that you will be returning on such and such date and let people know that you are definitely coming back so they don't think that you just pod faded. That's our next point. So you might have those temporary hiatuses and you can plan for those. And make sure that your audience knows that it's only temporary. But then there is pod fading. And pod fading is when you start to get a bit slower at releasing your episodes. Maybe your passion is starting to wane a little. You haven't released an episode in a month. Then it's two months. Then it's three months. And at some point you just realize, eh, I don't really want to podcast anymore. I don't really care about this anymore. It's been too long, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anything like that. This is, I'm going to tell you a little story actually here. 
I had a parakeet once that I really, really liked, and he died after several years, and I was sad and all of that, but I got a new parakeet, and it was great to have this new parakeet, but the problem is I didn't like this parakeet as much. It wasn't as fun as the previous parakeet. I think I even called it the same name as the previous parakeet. Parakeet, by the way, in case you're wondering, it's a little pet bird, cute little things they can be taught to talk and they're very well trained and stuff. But I started forgetting to feed the parakeet. I started forgetting to water the parakeet. And eventually the parakeet just died. And I don't know when I discovered that it was dead. I'm not sure I even knew how long it was dead. Yeah, I was a kid. This isn't recently. I was a kid And I hadn't quite learned responsibility for things that I don't care as much about at that point. So it had died because I wasn't feeding it. I wasn't taking care of it. Sometimes our podcast can be the same way. We don't keep feeding it. We don't keep feeding our passion for whatever the podcast is about. We don't keep releasing episodes or posting content or interacting with the community or anything like that. And eventually the podcast just dies from starvation, really. Here's something to consider. You will not lose your entire audience if you pod fade or if you don't release episodes for a while. Some people will say, oh, you got to make sure that you release an episode every week or else you're going to lose subscribers. Or if you don't tell people that you're not going to post and you're going to lose subscribers. I, I'm really skeptical of the idea that if someone doesn't see an episode in a week that, or in a month, that they're just going to unsubscribe from you. I am still subscribed to the Ask a Ninja podcast. How long has it been since they've released an episode of Ask a Ninja? I think it's been three years. But I really enjoyed Ask a Ninja. So if they ever do re-release something in their feed, I'm going to receive it because I'm staying subscribed. It doesn't inconvenience me to stay subscribed. Sure, it just takes up space there in iTunes. It has an extra line and in the podcast app on my iPhone... But that doesn't mean I'm going to unsubscribe just because they haven't released an episode unless I decide, um, I really don't care about this anymore. I'm going to go ahead and subscribe. They haven't released anything. I don't really care about it as much anymore. And I have done that before. But I don't think podcasters will be so quick to unsubscribe if it looks like you're pod fading. But even if you do pod fade, and at some point you just decide, I'm, I'm calling it, the podcast is dead at 6 o'clock p.m., whatever. Then I do recommend that you give your listeners or your viewers the courtesy of telling them that you have decided to close the podcast. Release a short episode. It'd be great if it could be a great episode to go out on. Like, here's this great new content, and we're ending the podcast. But that way, your last episode isn't just, hey, everybody, we don't care about you anymore. We don't care about the content anymore. So, yeah, goodbye. (laughs) Your listeners won't, or viewers won't appreciate that very much. But you could release some kind of content and then attach to it, like wrap it up. This is your finale episode and wrap it up and tell people, we're not able to do this podcast anymore. It's been great. We've really enjoyed it. You'll still be able to download the podcast for a while. But we're going to go ahead and say that we're officially ending the podcast now. So don't expect any new episodes. And you can do that. And then there's a special tag that you can insert in your RSS feed so that iTunes knows that your podcast is over. 
So don't leave them hanging and wondering whether you're, you'll ever be back. Try to let them know that you will or won't be back. I have a podcast over at areyoujustwatching.com and I have really struggled with that one. And I've decided that personally, I'm backing out of that podcast, areyoujustwatching.com, and I'm handing it over to my co-host, E. Franklin. And she is releasing an episode. Actually, I think she's got it posted to release this week. It's about the TV, the movie 2012. She thought it would be really an appropriate to have a Christian critical thinking perspective of the movie 2012 before the world is supposed to end on 2012. Uh, as some people say, that is. But uh, in case you're wondering, I don't think it will end. So don't declare to everyone that you're going to stop podcasting. So she's releasing an episode and it's been less or fewer than six months since the last episode. I consider a podcast to be pod faded after about six months of no content. If you're getting close to that mark, maybe even it's just three months. If you're getting close to the mark of three months and haven't released an episode, let your audience know what your plans are. You could even just tell them, hey, everybody, I know it's been a long time since we've released an episode and we really don't want to stop this podcast, but just life is preventing us from podcasting or this is a tough season or uh, some of our equipment has died or, or whatever the issue. You could let them know that you will be back or let them know that you're closing it instead of just pod fading and leaving people wondering. So then the complete flip side of all of this is over-frequent publishing of your podcast episodes. See, everything else is what about, what do you do with a break? What do you do if you pod fade? What do you do if it's a temporary hiatus or if it's a holiday or anything like that? Well, the other side of this is releasing too many episodes at a time, and it is possible to release too many podcast episodes, especially if you are breaking from your typical schedule and things might overlap a bit too much. Now, it is a benefit to subscribers to release more than one episode per week. This is something that Todd Cochran mentioned in his video for the Podcast Awards. And you can watch that video over at podcastawards.com. And he mentioned that podcasts that release more than one episode per week have the largest growth numbers. And that's, that's fantastic. So you could consider doing two episodes per week, or you don't have to. You could still do one episode per week. But one episode per week is kind of that sweet spot where it's easy to do, and yet it's getting content out there at a frequent enough level so that people can rely on it and trust that new content will come out. But there is a downside to releasing too many episodes too quickly. Like I said earlier, the default in many podcast programs, including iTunes, and especially iTunes because that is still the number one podcast subscription program, its default and many others are to, is to download just the latest episode from a podcast. So if you, for whatever reason, decide to release two episodes on the same day, like back to back, an hour apart from each other, half an hour apart from each other, anything like that, then it's very likely your listeners may accidentally skip an episode 
because their podcast program may skip that episode and only jump to the most recent episode. Or they may look and just play the most recent episode, or they may look and decide, I don't want to listen to two episodes right now. I just, I'm going to skip this one. There could be reasons for doing this, but consider very carefully how this might affect your listeners if you release too many episodes too closely together. And if you release one right after the other, and they're tied together in some way, and you tell your audience, hey, make sure you go back, and I do recommend this, if you are doing like part one and part two, for some reason you're splitting them, but you release them very close to each other, make sure you tell your audience, go back and listen to this previous episode, because this is a continuation of that. But can you guess what I'm going to say next? I don't recommend doing that, because it's inconvenience your audience, it's making them have to think and telling them, stop listening to what you're listening to now and go back and listen to the previous one. I'm not a big fan of that, but there could be some cases for this. And the most common reasons that people will often split their episodes or release multiple episodes back to back, very close to each other, is that they like having shorter episodes. But if you release your content almost right after the previous content, then short episodes really don't matter that much because then your listeners, your faithful listeners anyway, are just going from one episode to the other. And in fact, it might inconvenience them that you've split up your content across two episodes. So your message is split and it might be interrupted, your flow is broken, anything like that. And if you release your podcast episodes with good show notes, which I highly recommend, then your show notes will be split as well. So you can't point people to just a single URL and say, go here for a conversation about this. You'll have to start saying, well, go to here and here. Go here for part one and here for part two. Splitting the conversation like that can sometimes be good, but if it's very close together, it's not a very good idea because then it really seems pointless. Why split it? If your content is really good, then your audience will probably be fine with a longer episode. This is something I've struggled with on my Once Upon a Time podcast because sometimes we have a lot to talk about and I have in my mind that I don't want a podcast episode to go over an hour and 20 minutes. But I have never, ever received a complaint that the episodes were too long. Now, I can't understand if we just keep going and going and going and we've got irrelevant content. And I love how Dave Jackson and Ray Ortega and a lot of podcasters say, Never let your content be longer or your podcast be longer than the content that you have. Keep it to as long as it needs to be. And sometimes it needs to be longer for the amount of content that you have. And if it's really good content, it's probably fine. Last year, or actually earlier this year for our Once Upon a Time podcast, because of the way Once Upon a Time, the TV show goes, it's typically split between two stories. They tell one story which takes place in fairy tale land and one story that takes place in modern day land. So what we did for the season one finale episode is that we split it up. One episode talked about one storyline, the fairy tale land, and the other episode talked about the other storyline, which was Storybrook or the modern, our present day world. And that seemed like a good idea to us, but then the problem was People who wanted to hear everything about that episode had to go download two episodes, had to go visit two website addresses, 
And we could have really just combined the content and released yeah, a mega episode, which I get annoyed with really long podcasts. That's actually why I've unsubscribed from This Week in Tech, because they're just really long, two hours or so. But if it's really good content and you've got a lot of good stuff to cover, then it's probably okay to have a much longer episode, but don't do it very often. I would say it's better to have a longer episode than split it. But some good cases for splitting your episodes could be when you want to give your opportunity, when you want to give your audience the opportunity to comment or respond to something in the episode you just, or the content you just shared before your next episode. So you might have something like, I'm going to share you the 20 ways to be awesome. And you're going to get 10 ways in this episode. And I want you to tell me what's the 20th way. I'm going to pick from the best answer that people give me of what that 20th way is to be awesome. So please send that before the next episode. So something like that can help great because you're giving them an opportunity to respond instead of it just being everything's pre-recorded and then released. Sometimes your content is best to be segmented so that it's more relevant, it's more targeted, and that way people get exactly what they want to hear. Like, I recorded four episodes with the entertainment lawyer, Gordon Firemark, for a podcasting and law series. And we did two approaches to this. We recorded two episodes at a time, but we had four episodes total. So that gave time for our final episode was going to be a bit more questions and answers. So that gave time for people to still send in their questions that we could answer in that final episode because we told them about it two episodes beforehand. Well, yeah, two episodes beforehand. Then we recorded those final two episodes. But that content was split up so that each episode focuses on a particular thing. Like we had a whole episode just talking about copyright laws. We had a whole episode talking about trademarks. We had a whole episode approaching different aspects of the law and podcasting. And I'll have a link to that series in the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 107. We started that series about, I think, episode 78 when we started that series. So you can go check that out if you're interested in it. And then the third thing that I could think of that would be a good reason for splitting your content is maybe you have a lot of content and you want to spread it across a lot of time. Not a little bit of time, but a lot of time. This would be where maybe at the beginning of a month, you record four episodes and you release those four episodes on each week of the month. One episode per week, that is. So this could be a great case for splitting your episodes. But then again, is it really splitting it? I would recommend that you keep those episodes so that each episode focuses on particular content. That way it's relevant, it's segmented, it's the, you have all of the information together that needs to be together and you're not separating information apart. I think one of the biggest problems I did in the past with my podcast, Are You Just Watching?, was we would have an episode to talk about a movie and our conversation would be about an hour and a half long. And I would split it into 45 minutes each. And my only reason for doing that was so that I could have two episodes released one week after the other instead of one big episode. Big mistake. 
Big mistake for multiple reasons. I could no longer send people to a single address to say, hey, get Christian critical thinking on this movie. I'd have to tell them, visit this address and your part two over here. And also, especially since I was splitting it across time, not just releasing it one right after the other, but would sometimes be a week or two weeks before part two would post, they would forget everything that was in part one. So if you're thinking about splitting your content up like that, think very carefully about it, whether you really want to do that. Will it be the same experience for your listeners if your content is split like that, or will this actually frustrate them a bit? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this of what you should do for hiatuses and podcasts, pod fading and over-frequent publishing and uh, breaks and holidays. So please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 107. And you can subscribe to the podcast over there as well. And I'd love your feedback for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast, especially Here's something that I want to talk about in a future episode. I don't know when it will be, but I'd love to have your suggestions, your experience, what you've seen for this particular topic, and that is how a podcast or what you can podcast about that is related but not directly connected to your passion. It's a tough concept that I'm trying to figure out, but here's an example just to get you on thinking on the right track. A divorce lawyer, divorce lawyer, I think I mispronounced that. A divorce lawyer somewhere out west has a podcast that tells people how to avoid a divorce. So it's a marriage relationship podcast giving people advice on how to avoid having to get a divorce. So I love that great concept. And he's basically telling people how to avoid hiring him. But still, it's his experience. It's a unique perspective. So that's one example. Another example is consider with my own podcast, I provide services to podcasters like custom podcast cover art design. I provide one-on-one consulting to help you launch your podcast. I can design websites for you, get your website configured for podcasting. I can fix your RSS feed, anything like that. So I offer these services to podcasters. And here I have a podcast that's about podcasting that other podcasters will listen to. So I'm not talking about how do you design a website? But by talking to podcasters who need websites designed, it's related. So I want more examples of this and your suggestions because I want to help you, give you some inspiration for if you're thinking about starting a podcast and you think about your passions and you think, well, this wouldn't really make a good podcast to talk, or good content to share, then I want to open the box, just completely destroy the box. Let's think outside the box of what are some other things that you can do related to that content, related to that passion that you could podcast about in a way that fits and supports your passions or supports what you're doing, but may not necessarily be directly related. So I'd love to hear your experience, the podcast you listen to that you think fit this agenda or this uh, idea And even just if you have ideas, like you could say, well, I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I just want to hug all of them, but I can't just podcast about cats. So instead, I'm going to podcast about how to take care of cats or things that you can do with cats, Uh, anything like that, cat recipes or anything like that. Oh, I think I just angered everyone who loves cats out there. Something like that. Think outside the box and send me your suggestions and also 
please send me your suggestions and questions for future episodes of the Audacity to Podcast. You can email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call 903-231-2221 or you can go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click on the send a voice message tab over on the right side and record a message right from your computer. I look forward to seeing you at New Media Expo in Las Vegas. If you haven't registered yet, please go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash new media expo and register through my affiliate link and i'll get a little portion of that back and it's a way of supporting the show and if you'd like to do any christmas shopping or podcast shopping or anything like that check out my affiliate links at the website or jump to the audacity slash amazon or slash bh or slash musicians friend or anything like that to find your equipment find gifts for others out there Please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and get show notes for this episode and comment on this conversation over at the audacity to podcast.com slash one zero seven. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening and have a merry, merry Christmas. So after all of this, I might be taking a break before Christmas, definitely a break during the Christmas break. So that will be maybe no podcast the week of December 17th and no podcast until possibly December 31st. But watch the website over at theaudacitypodcast.com for details on that. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at Noodle. Dot mx and the audacity to podcast is also a proud member of the tech podcast network if it's tech it's here find more at techpodcast.com and watch for our, our amazing coverage of the consumer electronics show over at tpn.tv